4: Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything.
1: Ron and Anian.
5: I like doing this because it makes Danny crazy, my mechanic. I got out my little two-ounce ball peen hammer. I said, hey, you want to see something neat? I said, I know what's wrong with this car. He goes, really? There's a bad fuse box. He says, how can you prove it? I took the two-ounce ball peen. I tapped it right where the connector is. Car shut off. Stop.
1: Have a time. The
5: Car Doctor. Tom wants me to tell you what uh, BMW stands for. Do you know what BMW stands for? I don't know what's about to come out of your mouth, but I can almost guess. Well, BMW stands for a variety of things. The most common is Bavarian Money Waster. Welcome to the
1: radio home of Ron and Anian, The Car Doctor. Since 1991, this is where car owners the world over turn to for their definitive opinion on automotive repair. If your mechanic's giving you a busy signal, pick up the phone and call
5: in. The garage doors are open. But I am here to take your calls at 855-560-9900. And now,
2: Can't touch this.
5: Here's Ronnie. You know, I should really be paying all of you to be able to do this because it's just so much fun working with Tom Ray. I love the opens and he, and I you know Tom I knew that was going to work its way in somewhere along the way. <laughs> Hammer time, but um, uh, listen, the backside of that story is so that was that vehicle we were talking about the 07 GMC Envoy that we yep. worked on uh, two weeks ago in the shop, and that actually belonged to the manager of another auto repair shop. Um in the neighborhood, so to speak. And they had brought it to us because they'd worked on it for a while and they couldn't figure it out. And, you know, they fixed my car, you know, another Obi-Wan Kenobi moment. And um, uh, when they picked it up, he, he he brought one of his techs. I think he was the head tech because they were both kind of like, how could it be the fuse box? We took the fuse box apart. We didn't see it, you know. And listen, we all have our bad days. We all have our good days. You know, we're all, I've, if, if anything auto repair teaches you very well is how to be humble. Well, most of the time, um, you know, and, and when I showed them the crack in the fuse box and, you know, talk about being humble, the things you can't do. I am going to get the video up on the website, uh, this weekend. I promise that because, uh, it's actually on the YouTube channel. If you go to YouTube and search Ron and Anian, the library comes up and then the, the, the most recent video, the 07 Envoy, it's got, it explains what we did and you know what I found, uh, but it was just funny how they just sat there and looked at that fuse box. I mean, I gave them the old part back because I know this would be like taking a three-year-old to Disneyland, right? They were just fascinated. You know, like, but there's no crack. Yeah, look, see, if you take a magnifying glass out and you go right down there. And they just sat there and looked at it and went, wow. And I said, yep, that's a break in the copper lug. That's a bad fuse box. Uh, you know, so, and they just looked at They looked at it three or four times before they left the shop. I know that went back to their shop and everybody's gathered around going, will you look at this? Look at what broke. It just... Listen, technology is not an easy thing to deal with. It's just, it's it's kind of fascinating in a lot of cases and, and how things fail and understanding how things fail can help us as as, as as diagnosticians to try and, you know, what's going to fail next. And, you know, I've got this car doing this weird thing and, you know, what's next? I, you know, the next vehicle that I'm going to dive into, uh, not this week, but the week after it's coming up in the schedule is a 14 Chevy Silverado that loses cruise control, AC control, and the dashboard goes out, but not all at the same time. Hasn't set any faults. Haven't been able to duplicate it. And I'm scheduled to start driving that one a week from Monday. So we'll be talking about the resolution for that as I as I kind of get through that. Um, you know, and, and we will. It's listen, math doesn't lie. You know, I keep quoting that from that movie Hidden Figures, you know, math doesn't lie. It's, there's always a reason and always a how. Hey, we just posted up on Facebook this morning. Uh, from uh, let's see, Empa. Uh, where is this from the website? Yeah, Empa. This came into us from Research Kathy. Uh, this is from Newswise. They talk about a a something the Swiss are doing. Swiss Federal Laboratories, and they're testing electric cars to see how they burn and the explosions and you know the results. And it's it's kind of an interesting read. Um, it's you know it, it, it's just it just talks about. Um, I love the line, extinguishing water is poison. As a problem, however, is the extinguishing and cooling water is produced when fighting such a fire and storing a burnt-out battery in a water basin. The analysis showed that the chemical contamination of the extinguishing water exceeds the Swiss threshold values for industrial wastewater by a factor of 70. I never even thought about that, that as you're cooling the fire, trying to put the fire out, the water that's going to wash off into the environment is toxic. And what do you do with that? Now the Swiss and it's great if you read the article. They talk about how they had to decontaminate the fire, and you know by a fire cleanup team. And I tell you what, I see a lot of job opportunities with electric vehicles. We're going to have to increase the number of firefighters. We're going to have to increase the number of people involved in fires. Um, so it's just it's just kind of interesting stuff that's uh, that's going on. But we posted that up on uh, up on the website or up I'm sorry up on Facebook for you all to read and. Uh, you know to talk about and, and read about and that's that's really what it's all about let's um you know what let's let's take a call if we can early let's get the garage doors going because i think it's going to be a busy day i sort of see this let's go over to joe in new jersey joe from jersey 22 accurate joe this car's too new to be broken oh no tom says no i can't do that look at that tom's yelling at me so well um you know it, it's it's always interesting to see how a new car can fail so that's um that's going to be a good phone call if and when Tom ever allows me to take it, but um, you know, in any event, what else did we do this week in the shop? We had um, it was a light week. It seems that everybody is away on vacation the last uh, couple of days, and um, I think I'm getting the high sign now. I can I can continue. I can continue to continue. We'll talk about the shop in the next break. Let's go over to Joe in Jersey, 22 Acura MDX. Joe, this car is too new no to be too new to be broken. What's going on?
6: It is. I believe I had a safety issue here wrong with the vehicle. Okay, you're right. It is brand new. And uh, I uh, bought the car with an upgraded uh, trim level to have the navigation built in because I've used navigation for years. So uh, uh, when I use the navigation and while I have the radio on, whether it's am on or satellite, and the navy comes on with instructions, the radio does not silence. So now I'm looking for the control knob to turn down the volume, distracting myself from driving, and it doesn't function that way. I was in touch with Acura, the dealer, and the home office, and they advised me that um, it's functioning the way they designed it. They're not going to have any updated software for this issue. But I believe it's definitely a safety issue for not only my car, but all other cars on the road with this Navi.
5: Did you report it to NHTSA?
6: I did not as yet. Do it. This is kind of fresh news as of Friday from the home office of Acura. Okay. Whereas they advise me they're not going to do anything. That's the way they designed it.
5: Well, and from what I understand from what you're telling me is, as if you're listening to the radio, as navigation goes off, in order for you to hear navigation to say left turn, right turn, slow down, speed up, whatever, then you can't, it's the radio and the navigation voice are both playing at the same time. Exactly. Well, that's kind of insane.
6: Let's get, you know, let's get, let's get, let's get,
5: let's get three people to talk all at once and see who understands what.
6: Right. Exactly. Uh, Exactly.
5: So your, your recourse has to begin with, I think that's a case for a national highway traffic safety authority.gov NHTSA.gov and report that as a potential issue. And if they get enough people complaining about it, then eventually they'll be forced to go and approach Acura and say, Okay, what's going on here? I could almost guarantee you the textbook exactly. I can almost guarantee you the textbook answer Acura was going to give you in that, you know, they were gonna say that there's nothing they can do about it. That's the way it's designed, that's the way but you wonder who designed it? Where's the common sense? Exactly.
6: Uh, what were they thinking? Because I advised them in my correspondence not only to Acura but the dealer. I've had two other vehicles, a 2012 CRX and a 2015 Honda Accord. That car I traded in for this model. Both when the Navi came on, the radio went dead. Beautiful. That's not the way it's functioning for this high-end vehicle.
5: And it should. You know, when I drive my Explorer, the Explorer in the family, and we use navigation, if we're listening to the radio, the radio goes, you know, tones down and navigation comes yeah. up so you can hear navigation and then when she's done saying her thing the radio slowly comes back up in volume i exactly. i think that's a i not i'm going to say i'm going to call that a defect but i'm going to say that's a design defect i think Acura got that wrong i think that's i think so i think that's a big well remember what Acura stands for joe i have to say this even though tom tells me i'm not allowed to do you know what Acura, do you know what do you know what Acura stands for I do not. Another crummy, underpowered, rotten automobile. Joe, I gotta go. Oh, uh, all right, I got. I gotta go. Tom's, <laughs> I Tom's giving me the time, but you. Hey, listen. Follow up. Let us know if you get any response from Nitsa or if you hear anything from Acura. As always, we're we'll hear and we're trying to do anything we can for you. You, you, a member of the Car Doctor Nation. Eight five 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 six zero nine nine zero zero. Ron and Andy, the Car Doctor, zooming back right after this. Don't go away.
0: Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. It's
6: the only
3: one you You might use it if you feel better.
1: When you get home. Keep Ron's number handy 855-560-9900 for when you really need advice on your car. Here's Ron
5: Hey, let's get over to Josh in the land of no electricity, California. How are you today, Josh?
1: Good. Yourself, doctor? Good.
5: What's going on? What do you got?
7: Um, I have a 2020 Toyota Tundra uh, 5.7. it got about 11,000 miles. Um, today, I scanned it with my scan tool. I got two codes, a P1578 and a C1429. Okay. Uh, brake pedal sensor or switch, I'm sorry. Right. Go ahead. And uh, there, there's uh, no warning lights, no, v- no ABS light, no check engine light on the dash. The only reason I found it is because I you know, happened to scan it today. Um, I was wondering, is that normal? Is there any way I could possibly check the voltage uh, just to make sure that my scan tool is working properly?
5: Well, I, what I would do is I would take your scan tool and go plug it into another car, number one. Number two, what, uh-huh. what sort of, how did you do the scan? Did you do it using OBD2 or did you go in by year, make model? based on what the scan tool is
7: asking Uh, you were saying year make model and uh toyota enhancements under obd2
5: okay so it was year make so you, you have the ability to do it both ways you can check obd2 side you can check vehicle specific is what you're saying yes sir okay when you look at it under obd2 do you get the same faults
7: um, when it just does the regular diagnostic uh, scan, there's, it just comes up as clear for the admissions right. portion. But when I go to the uh, DTCs, uh, that's the first thing that pops up is the one five seven eight, and then if I do the enhance, it'll tell me it's the uh, ABS C fourteen twenty
5: nine. Right, and they're saying that it's not pending. They're saying it's 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 in their in the eyes of the scan tool. It's 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 a it's a current fault. Correct. That's. Correct. Right. Okay. Welcome. Welcome to the world of. Water. And I
7: was told that. It, oh, I uh, I was gonna yeah, say thanks. I was gonna say welcome to the world of water could repair. Be the, yeah. Go ahead. Um, I was told that it, it could be the booster, the brake booster going out.
5: Well, I, I you know the vehicle has no driving symptoms though, right, Josh? I mean, it runs fine, feels fine, no lights. Well, on.
7: Just uh, the thing is, I noticed lately that the brake pedal is like, not spongy, but it feels like you can hear the air pumping and I'm pushing, you know, pushing it to the floor. It feels like one of those tire bike pumps. Uh, I'm sorry, the, you know, the bike tire pumps that you pump at your foot. Okay. Same sound, same feeling. Um, yeah, it just happened recently that I've noticed that feeling.
5: All right. So before we go off on a tangent and possibly look at the wrong thing, here's a one-year-old vehicle with less than 15,000 miles on it, correct? Yes, sir. Clear the codes. Do they come back? Okay. And if the codes... I haven't tried that yet. If the codes don't come back, but your condition of the brake pedal is the same... Then I'm going to say that your scan tool is giving you erroneous information. Welcome to the world of auto repair. And then the question becomes, does the vehicle really have a problem with the brake? And don't take this the wrong way, brother. Or is your mind playing tricks on you because it has codes and now the car has a problem? What's real? Um, No, I
7: definitely understand what you're saying. And I would definitely, uh, you know, do that uh next diagnosis uh what you're uh you know uh, i mean suggesting that's listen, the listen, best way to go
5: nobody knows your car um, better than you you're the one that's been driving it all this time if you're if you're really clear in your head that the brake pedal did not feel like that that when it was new that 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 this mm-hmm. condition that the brake pedal feels like then let's let's duplicate it let's clear the fault does it still have that problem? Okay. Does it does it still set the fault? Do you have a friend with a, with a similar scan tool or a different scan tool that you could scan this vehicle with?
7: Um, I don't have, well, I mean, I have a, like a cheap uh, Bluetooth, uh, like DLM27 I could try. Okay. Uh, or 327. Um, but I, I just had a quick other question. Sure. I noticed that my gas mileage lately has been uh, a little bit, you know, uh, worse. I was wondering, is there any way that, the brakes could be, you know, applying pressure while you know I'm not aware of it. They or could. Well, along those lines, like
5: so. The next thing that you're going to buy is going to be a thermal, a thermal imager, and you're going to be able to get out and okay. measure wheel temperature. And you know, they sure it sure comes in handy. You know, plus plus you can also use it for fixing a variety of things around the house. It keeps. It keeps the other half happy because you're using it to fix the leaky dryer, the leaky vent. The air conditioning's not working right in the house. The front door's got a leak when it's cold. There's all kinds of things you can do with one. But, yeah, it's possible, sure. Look at the rotors. Do they look like they're blue? Do they look like they're overheated? Is there any sort of a smell coming off the brakes like you're baking them? And And all of these things are absolutely possible. But before we go off, you know, again, let's be sure of what we're looking for and looking at, you know. Um, okay. I, I would also look at fuel trim. Is fuel trim off the chart? You know, does fuel trim appear to be normal? And you know, kind of take it from there. At this mileage, you're really going to turn it over to the dealer if it's got a fault. But I know what you're trying to do. You're trying to, you know, prove beforehand so that when you walk in there, you're forewarned as forearmed, and at least you'll you'll, you'll kind of know what to expect, right? That's really what you're after.
7: Yeah, I've had to take it in multiple times. I mean, this thing's just been a lemon, honestly. Um, I'm really trying to, you know, get them to buy it back for me if I can, because this is going to be like the tenth time I've taken it to the dealership for, you know, tenth different reason. Right. Um, so, I mean, yeah, just, uh, I don't know what's the best way to go about it. I keep taking it back and it's always something different. and. So, you know, it's just so like, let's take it. A brand new truck should not have this many problems.
5: No, let's take it one step at a time then. Like I said, I don't know that you do have fault codes. You don't know how many times we run into no. this at the shop on a newer vehicle. When I tell you guys I have 17 scan tools, I'm probably underestimating it. All right? Because I would literally walk in, pick up a different tool if I thought I had a an erroneous reading or if I thought the tool was lying to me. I would walk in, pick up a different mm-hmm. tool, and re-scan it. And you'd be amazed how many times, well, gee, that tool doesn't correspond. Here, I'll give you one real quick. We had a we had a situation this week where a shop in the area was working on an 02 Chrysler. Here's a car that's, what, 20 years old. They couldn't get fault mm-hmm. codes out of the ABS. It just, you know, they 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 tried everything. They walked through everything on this car. That, well, they t- walked through their modus. Then they went somewhere else, and they tried a different tool. And then they went somewhere else, and they tried a different tool. They showed up by us. I put a couple of different things on it. And I had the factory tool, the DRB3, the real Chrysler tool right from Chrysler. That was the only tool in the shop that pulled correct codes, correct information. And, and, and sometimes that happens. Now, you're going to go back to Chrysler and complain about the way they wrote their software 20 years ago that certain scan tools in the aftermarket today can't correspond and communicate with it? No, of course not. But you've just got to be prepared that one scan tool is not enough. It really isn't. And you may have a problem, you may not. Before you work yourself up, you got to go look at it via another tool. Clear the code. Does the fault come back? All right, what, um, what sort of issues is it having or not having? And then from there, make the determinations like we talked about. So good luck to you, Josh. Keep me posted. I'm, uh, as always, I'm curious. You guys know that. I want to hear how this gets resolved. 855-560-9900. Ron and Amy, The Car Doctor, coming back right after this. Don't go away.
4: Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity
0: Voice Remote. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish.
5: Welcome back, We're on the, the car doctor. Hey, uh, Tom, can I do a little bit of maintenance here? Is, is, sure. Is that okay? So, listen. Um, first of all, some bad news, and I oh. and and this is not good. Um, well, the
6: bad news is that you showed up to do the show today.
5: Well, somebody has to do it. If we, it, you know, what <laughs> I keep saying that if, if if America counted on you to display car knowledge, you know what they would hear?
6: Uh, the sounds of silence, and not
5: by the Simon and Garfunkel. It would be like this. Not good. You got to have sound on radio. Um, Coming up in November, I want to do a quick shout out to my peeps down there in Virginia. The Coastal Virginia Auto Show, November uh, 12th through the 14th, if I recall right. We got invited to come down and do a remote again. Here's the bad news. I can't do it. Well, that actually has good news for them. Well, it's, you know, listen, I, I just, I can't do it because, you know, I've got a family member getting married and if I'm not there to walk her down the aisle. I tried that. I said, listen, I can go and talk about cars and do a car show or come to the wedding. And they were like, oh, I think you better be at the wedding. Okay. So that's yeah
6: details, yeah, details. Yeah. So details, on, details. She'll get over it or she
5: won't. Right. It's, you know, but well. <laughs> Um, but on a good news, and I guess, you know what, this is This is more than just a shout out. And I know this is a national show and you're not supposed to do this. And we tend to do what we want anyway, because that's who we are. But um, I'm having pizza. I went out for pizza two nights ago here in North Jersey to Uncle Louie's in Franklin Lakes. And you're not supposed to do this on a national show because it's national, right? The guy in California probably doesn't care about the pizzeria in Franklin Lakes, New Jersey. And, and it was the guy in it, California may be coming here to visit somebody. You never know. Well, that's true. I never thought of it like that. But this is just to me is just as important. When you were out in Iowa and you got you got picked off as the voice of the car doctor, right? And yeah. and the kid behind the counter, who is the son of the owner, Dave, is telling Dave. Dave's father was out, you know, schmoozing everybody at the tables, and he was talking to us. And the son goes, "You know that guy sounds familiar." He goes, "I think I I I I." He listens to us on WGHT out of Pompton, and um, excellent. Uh, there you go, right? So just just when you don't think it's possible. So I guess in a way it's a shout out to the gang at Uncle Louis Pizzeria in Franklin Lakes, and to the folks over at WGHT for having the common sense and brains to carry the show. And um, that's what radio is about, do you do the Tom. you Pizza free? No, and I wouldn't take it if they did. You know that. That's you know. True. You know that's how I'm built.
1: But oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, neither, neither would I. But, but it's a nice gesture. And I'm <laughs>
5: and I'm saving the best for last. Dave did make me an offer, the owner. He said, if we uh, ever want to do a remote from the pizzeria, I said, I don't know. I said, Tom and I would walk out the door weighing 400 pounds because nobody's got oh, lasagna. Nobody's got lasagna like this guy. And it's just.
1: I Phew. love lasagna. Yeah,
5: I know. It's um. So I just want to let you know. So for the Gang and Uncle Louie's and WGHT and the Coastal Virginia Auto Show, all those stations that make up the Car Doctor Network, we're very happy to be here. And uh, you know supporting what? you guys.
6: We ought to talk to Frank over at WGHT. Have him see if he can get a couple of classic cars and have a classic car afternoon on a Saturday with the car doctor.
5: We could do that and go do it from a parking lot. Go do it from a local sponsor's parking lot, like uh, you know. I think he's. I think he's got a couple of Ford dealers on the station, and uh, we could do that. Or the pizza place. Or the pizza place. Well, we could do that too. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah, Um, Saturday afternoon with the car doctor. That is actually that actually is a pretty good idea, Tom. Tom you're, of course, giving, I thought of it. Tom, you're giving me more to do. Let me get over here to the phones. Where am I going? Am I going to David first in Pennsylvania? Let's start here. David wants to talk about all the cars that he's purchased. I hope they were good experiences, David. Um, how, oh. can, how can I help, sir? Hey, Ron.
6: Yeah, um, I didn't expect to be on the air. Oh, yeah, oh, come on. Yeah. So it's just it's just <laughs> you and years, me. I I know you. You probably don't remember me. Uh-oh. Um, uh, <laughs> this is a bucket list. Question. Okay. All right? I've owned 27 cars, most of them sports cars, anywhere from a 1970 uh, Superbird 426, 455 formulas. I, I, I don't want to waste your time with that. Uh, I'm not in a wheelchair yet. Neither is my wife, but we just recently sold... Uh, Uh, a 440 six-pack Roadrunner, all right, and we miss it. Okay. So she says, what do you want for your birthday? We don't have any siblings. I says, I want a Dodge Hellcat Red Eye. Why not? 2020. Yeah, why not? Huh?
5: Yeah, why not? Absolutely.
6: And the reason why we sold the Roadrunner, uh, really couldn't drive it in the air. we're up in the mountains. Uh, yeah, you hit a deer with that. You got meat for a year. Um, you,
5: you know, you know, Dave. It's funny. You think about back in the seventies and the eighties. Well, first of all, I want to make one comment because I'm listening to you speak, and I'm thinking, how many people out there understand what a 446 pack is or a 426 Hemi car is? And you know, there's uh, th- there's a lot of language wasted on 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 they just they just have no interest or they just have no knowledge. I can't decide which. But my point becomes that cars of this 50s, 60s, 70s, it was a whole culture of language. It was just a different way to speak, right? The way we spoke about big block, small block, 455, a GS, a Stage 1, a Hemi. A, a, it was L88s. I mean, it was just a very different language that that generation connected with. And, you well, know... But,
6: what, what i'm yeah but <laughs> i used to be able to work on the cars today's cars oh my god right. you can't even work on them. right so before i make this heavy purchase the wife says all right you want it for your birthday uh we're going to go down to scranton and get it um i mean the yeah the 440 was lead of gas and he had to do all kinds of a formula, you know, lead additive. Right. Um, not anymore. No, no, not anymore.
5: So the point the point kind of becomes, yeah, you know, hey Dave, how old are you? Let me ask you the question. I want to make this decision for you. How old are you?
6: Uh, the wife's sixty nine, and I'm sixty six.
5: Okay. So at this point in the game, can you afford a twenty Hellcat? Yes. Go buy it, brother, and just enjoy it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Yeah, come on.
6: Yeah, because everybody says we're nuts.
5: No, if you can afford it, if you can afford it, why not? You know, it's, you know what? Are you any more nuts than the person that has to have a new Apple iPhone every six months because they want the latest and greatest? Are they Uh, wrong or are you wrong?
6: What's the difference? I appreciate you saying that because, yeah, I look around me, I'm going, you know, uh, I'm on my way out. I want to go out with a bucket. List.
5: Let me let me let me tell you something.
6: You ever look in the you ever you ever look in the
5: back of a hearse? Uh, yes. Okay. Do
6: you the ever see do
5: you, do you ever see a, you ever see bags of money there? Nope. Okay. You can't take it with you, as the saying goes. Do you know why they put you in a box when you go? Because uh, those well, those
6: those rollers are not the way I'm going. Well, go
5: the, ahead. Those rollers are murder on your back. But there's no, there's no cash inside of a hearse, man. And if you can afford it, if you can really legitimately afford it, and it would put a smile on your face and make that little kid inside of you stand up and take notice and say, look what Dave did for me today, man, that's worth every nickel. You know?
6: Okay. So is, are they high-maintenance cars, in your opinion?
5: No, not really. It's changed the oil, service them. It's a, it's a very different kind of car. In terms of comparison to a four forty six pack, but what isn't? One of the things you're gonna find is you're not leaning over the fender to work on it anymore like you used to. My God, Why? remember Why? remember Saturday night back in the 70s? You would you would go hit the local drive in and cruise night and then you'd blast it up the throughway or down the parkway. And when you got home Saturday morning, you spent the morning leaning over the fender, playing with the carburetor, tightening all the parts that fell off, making sure the belts were good, making sure you didn't lose any fluids. You know, these cars, you're gonna be doing well, if you were on a test track, Dave, I'll say it like this: If you were on a test track, you'd be doing you'd be doing 120 with the air conditioning on, the stereo blasting, one finger steering the car like it was nothing.
6: Well, and do you remember the old Langhorne Speedway,
5: vaguely, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah.
6: I I did a lot of racing there.
5: Well, so why are we having this conversation? Uh, the,
6: well, the, I the, mean, the, you the know, biggest the big like...
5: the biggest conversation we should have is what color. That's it. Oh, yeah.
6: What, I, yeah, what color? I, I, yeah, I had. Yeah, <laughs> getting the house painted was the biggest decision. Yeah, I just. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to go through color squatches. Uh, I know what I want. Yeah.
5: Then get what you want. I'm going to end it here, Dave, because I got to go, but I'm going to end it here. Get what you want. Life is too short. One of the great, great things about cars, whether they're new or old, they touch us at our base. They touch us inside. They make us, they connect with us. At some level, everybody connects to their car. Some people are a little denser than others. To some people, cars are just a nuisance. But to those that are the aficionados, for, the, for those that really understand this microcosm of society of time, that slice of what that car is, it means a lot. And trust me. When you go into the ground, my friend, not to be morbid, you're not going to sit there and say, well, I wish I had bought that car. You're going to say, I'm glad I did because I got to enjoy it. Dave, be well. Let us know what color you get. And, uh, you know, smack a gear for us. eight five 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 six zero nine nine zero zero. 560 9900 Ron and Andy, The Car Doctor, coming back right after this.
0: Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Hey,
5: hey, hey, hey. Welcome back, Arnie the Car Doctor. Let's, uh, let's go over to Marshall in Louisiana, and then I want to talk about God's getting involved in electric vehicles. Tom, I have to tell you that story. So, Marshall, how can I help? What's going on?
3: What's happening? Mm-hmm. Uh, a week ago, mirror image story to your first discussion uh, 07 GMC Envoy. This one's a Denali 5.3, okay. fully loaded, all the bells and whistles. Okay. Vehicle made a 970 mile trip from North Carolina to Louisiana. Flawless. That's for 35 days. Get back in it. Knew the battery would be dead. Quick jump. Fired right up. Got about a dozen miles. Boom. Stops. Okay. Uh, get it towed to the local dealership. All right. They assess the battery's dead. Swap an AC Delco battery into it, uh, which was about a two-hour time duration. Fires right up. Okay. Leave the dealership. They close the gates behind me. It was the end of workday. Make it two miles, two and a half miles. Boom. Vehicle dies. All right. Eventually tow it back there. Next morning, start again. Service manager and the lead tech in the vehicle, they get about a quarter mile past where I did the evening before. Vehicle dies. Okay, have a nice day. Uh, they swap out the ignition switch right there on the spot. The duration, about two hours' time. Make it back to the dealership. All right. From that point on, exactly mirror image of your discussion last week that vehicle ran, shut off, ran, shut off, ran, shut off. Uh, went through all the diagnostics, not the, you know, Xing out all the various components that it's not. All right. That's, uh, let's see, that's Tuesday, that's Wednesday. Thursday, we're going to swap the ECM. Wednesday evening, they froze the ECM, literally removed it from the vehicle, put it in the freezer, put it back in. Uh, Thursday, tried it out. Nope, not working. All right, get an ECM, take it for a ride. Service manager gets about 20 miles makes it back to the dealership, pauses, waits for the gates to open to go into the shop area, hits the accelerator. It does. Yeah, right there on the spot. Okay, that brings us to Friday, and the last determination was exactly as your discussion and your diagnosis last week, the fuse block, that wonderful uh, Delphi Electronics Sealed fuse block with those pins underneath. Yep. Yep. As well, the dash actuated door broke all communication with the computer, so I have no dash vents blowing. That actually happened immediately after they swapped the battery last Monday evening, just before close of day.
5: So that might be that and they that, that might that be that they, have to do a, they might have to do a calibration for that. That might just need to be re-zeroed. Well. And I'll tell you what, Marshall, There's sit tight no, a minute. Okay. Hey, hey, Marshall, sit tight a minute. Let me pull yeah. over and take this pause, and then we'll come back and finish. I'm running aiming the car doctor, with Marshall in Louisiana. A great car story developing here. Don't go away. We're both back right after this.
0: Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Content,
3: content, content.
5: Content, content. Hey, 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 welcome back. Let's, uh, let's get back to Marshall in Louisiana. Marshall, we got about two minutes, babe. Wrap it up. Go ahead. What do you got?
3: Right. Yeah, man. All right. So uh, there you go. Vehicle land uh, termination is
5: Is blocked now. As
3: far as that, uh, as far as that HVAC dash actuator, that was replaced four years ago. But there is no communication in the diagnostics between the actuator and a computer. That's completely dead. Okay,
5: so that's another diagnosis. But let's talk real quick about the only thing. The only thing I don't like what they did, and I, you know, it's easy to sit here in this chair and critique somebody. All right, sure, but. I, I always like to, you know, I try to split the circuits up as much as I can, and I think the first mistake they made was to swap the ignition switch. First of all, I think even the replacement GM ignition switches are problematic, and they have been for as long as I can remember. Yes. All right? And, yes, sir, yes. you know, we all know what new means. New means never, ever worked. Yep. So we're, we're going to take out a, <laughs> a, a potentially field-tested part and put in this new part that's got no problems with it, and... To me, GM ignition switches have one of the highest failure rates right out of the box. They're terrible. So, yeah. you know, yeah. that that being said, I'd look at power, I'd look at the uh, power side of the circuit. I'd go to the ignition switch. That should be just like the 07 Envoy I worked on. There's going to be two feeds coming out of the ignition switch. One goes to the PCM, one goes to the fuse box to feed the powertrain control relay. That powertrain control relay feeds everything that runs the vehicle, throttle body, O2, injectors, coils. It's the world. So to me, that ranks right right up there with the ignition switch in terms of priority and importance. And, uh, you know, I get what they're doing, but to me, I'd rather test it. I'm sure you would have spent the money for some diagnosis rather than having to go through this pain. I would have sat there and looked at feed coming out of it, feed go- coming out of the ignition switch, feed going to the relay, ground control from the relay, and narrowed it down. It just would have been faster. But listen, I'm glad it got solved. I'm glad it worked for you. And uh, listen, they did their best. Now you got to wonder what's going to happen with electric cars and how much more complicated they're going to be. I had to get that in there. To everyone, I appreciate the calls. Till the next time, I'm Ron Annie in and the Car Doctor, reminding you all good mechanics aren't expensive. They're priceless. See ya.
2: From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God.